giving uh, relief to affected industries and small businesses, and we're ensuring that we emerge from this challenge with the prosperous and growing economy because that's what's going to happen. It's going to pop. That is the belief among a lot of people. I mean, because everything that was making the stock market set records every single day is still true for the most part. It's just being held back. Uh, Dow way down again today, by the way, almost 6%. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're right at about where it started when Trump took office. Remember yesterday's rally? Good times. So, uh, Trump and a lot of economists are making the argument that it's just going to explode once this is over. But yeah. there, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of stuff that will never come back. I mean, some of it will, but you, you'll never get the all of March madness. All that money is just that is not coming back. Well, and a heck of a lot of American workers won't be spending wildly for a while as they make themselves whole and pay back bills and the rest of it. Uh, particularly among uh, our hard-working classes who don't have a ton of money in the bank. The current number that they're throwing around is $8.5 trillion has been wiped out of uh, 401ks, stocks, yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's a lot of money. I want to hit you with a couple of basics because I'm been, I've been shocked by some of the emails we've received and, and I've realized that sometimes we get a little ahead of the curve because we're crazy into the stuff and we follow it all day long. But first, breaking news. Breaking Canadian news. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Canucks stay out by mutual agreement. The U.S. and Canada have closed our mutual border. Stay out. No Canuckers down here. No ugly Americans up there. We're sorry, but you need to stay out. Got to protect the moose. Um, so that's happened. The whole EU thing, by the way, boy, is that straining at the seams. No, 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 As, no. Trump closed down people coming in from other countries just because he's a xenophobe and a and racist. A racist, that's right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, oh, and the whole you're a racist if you call it the Chinese flu thing, we're going to be handling that uh, thoroughly in the coming moments, so I, stay tuned. I kick myself every time I accidentally don't call it the Chinese flu. Yeah, yeah. That's my view of it. Kami flu, Chinese flu, Chai Kam flu, if you prefer. Doesn't matter. Pick your own term, folks. Just always remind yourself and your friends that this came out of communist China because of the characteristics of communism. And even if could it could have been squelched in a, in a blink of an eye, would have been no more you know notable than the monkeypox or the monkey flu or whatever that thing was. Even if you didn't buy that, even if you think, well, where it came from doesn't matter to me. They're currently launching a giant national campaign to convince the world it's our fault. Right. So you're playing along with them if you don't uh, fight back against that. Well, yeah, and they're claiming it's racism, which our lefty media are repeating, which is just idiotic. But first, this. We are still receiving lots of emails saying, guys, what I don't get is this thing hasn't killed nearly as many as the flu. So why are we overreacting like that? Like this. Very brief explanation. According to the world's greatest epidemiologists, the the disease guys, the virus guys, because of the way this is uh, contagious, because of how quickly it spreads... And because of the percentage of people who get it that die, particularly older and, and immune compromised people with breathing problems, people with heart diseases, if we don't stop it and go crazy to stop it, you will see an explosion of cases that will make the flu look like nothing. Hundreds of thousands, maybe a million, maybe two million deaths from it. They figured it out early because China was such a disaster and South Korea, in a little different way, but Italy has been an utter disaster. Death rates there that will blow your head off. So 
we're getting ahead of it because we have to. So if it seems like, aren't we getting ahead of ourselves? Yes, that's precisely what we're doing. So if that helps, I hope so. If not, I don't know. Read some publication. Maybe you could join this guy in his coronavirus-proof survivalist bunker that houses 500 people and can... Uh, and uh, he's a, I, got, th- I think they're unclear on the concept. He claims he's got enough food and everything for 25 years. Yeah. 500 people for 25 years, I'd rather be dead. Right. I'm going to need definition on what you consider food, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't imagine. That sounds awful. Well, Yay! Right. Yay, we win. The 25 of us will be in this little dark room for, for the rest of our lives. I'm then sorry, when the this all blows over, we'll emerge to a brave new world. Yeah, that's terrible. Well, and 500 people gathered together, you'll all die of the coronavirus. Well, the young and healthy probably won't. That's one of the more interesting aspects of this to me. They still don't know how much kids spread this thing. Right. No kids die of it. Well, thank God. But do they spread it, and how readily? We, we need massive, massive testing in this country, and it's coming online, and we'll have it pretty soon. Or so they say. And Dr. Fauci hasn't lied to me. And uh, Tom Brady's going to be a uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer by the end of the day. It's the only non-coronavirus news that seems to be poking through. I'm not sure it's worth going on with Tom Brady in that ugly, nasty, red, and like dark gray. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible. Poor Jameis Winston. What's he say? <laughs> I don't know. All right. That's enough um, sports. Who uh, cares? Speak, sports is over. Speaking Nobody of, cares about sports anymore. Speaking of Florida. All there is is disease. Speaking of Florida, Biden won Florida quite handily in a, in a whole bunch of other states. Um, Beat that guy who loves uh, Castro so much, uh, Bernie? That's surprising. Yeah. Unbelievable. I hope that's over. All I care about is that my ideas... Well, now mainstream and the great revolution will... I hope it's the opposite. I'm hoping maybe between him going away, old man Biden winning the coronavirus, everybody forgets about his ludicrous schemes. You know... I'm I'm probably going to be disappointed. It's possible that uh, the stars are aligning for Joe Biden in a way that it didn't look like they were. Uh, Coronavirus is going on. He can't go out and do big rallies, which he's, you know... He fumbles that sometimes, and there's always the opportunity for him to have the big senior moment that 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 costs him millions of votes. Sure, he can avoid all that. He can just do recorded statements and you know well tested short speeches, and and America might be in a mood for just really a little nostalgia. You kind of, I remember him from Obama. My life Calm, was okay. reassuring. Then, you know that right. sort of thing. He he might just everything just might be lining up for his brand. I don't know. I still love the joke. The government says no gatherings of more than 10 people so Joe Biden can keep doing his rallies. On the other hand, if you're on the more optimistic side, not being over in a week, but what if it's over in a month? What if it's basically over in a month? Yes, please. Things are back to normal. Sports are back on. Kids are back in school. Everything's back Market's to normal. Market skyrocketing. Stock market's taken off. Right. I don't think anybody, I don't think there'll be a single voter voting on what happened during this if it's over in a month. Come you don't November. think they'll vote on this in the impeachment? The impeachment. Can you imagine? So, but it's like talking about the Charleston. I know people did it at one point, but I'm not sure why, and I have a vague, vague memory of it. <laughs> Moving along, oh, that yeah. is hilarious. We'll have to see. Um, I went to a number of stores. Oh, oh I'm sorry. One more thought on that, and uh, and we'll get back to it maybe later in the hour. But I read a really great piece in American Spectator about how the obsession with the impeachment thing and a lot of the. 
the currents it created in America led to the slow response to the coronavirus. Say what? Because the end of the impeachment was concurrent with the beginning of the coronavirus thing and the utter mistrust of the mainstream media, etc. Mm. So we'll, we'll hit that in a bit. Well, I blame the media. Jack blames yeah. the media blamers. I, I saw the Newt Gingrich tweet that you retweeted on our uh, feed yesterday. Um, makes perfectly good sense to me. You've been telling us this or that is a huge crisis in the Washington Post and the New York Times and MSNBC for years now. And, and then it went by and it just really wasn't much. So you, you can't com- blame us for, for, for reacting the way we reacted at the beginning of this. Well, combine the alarmism with a penchant for, over and over again, offering up a giant blockbuster story. Huge story. Stop the presses. Everyone must hear this. Turns out it was one uh, anonymous source, not verified, and turns out, you know, three, four, five days later, it's not true at all. So come for the alarmism and stay for the dishonesty. And then you ask people, why didn't you heed us about the coronavirus? What are you, serious? And if you always t- try to tie it into Trump, half the country is going to say, okay, it's another attempt to bring down Trump. Well, and the early tone of this, sure. wall-to-wall was the inept, idiotic Trump administration mishandling this, uh, refusing those test kits from the WHO, didn't happen. They dismantled their infectious disease center, didn't happen. So locking down about 7 million people uh, told not to leave their homes is an historic event. How did the day one and two go? We're going to talk to a reporter from the Mercury News. That's in the San Jose uh, Bay Area. We're going to talk to him about how that's working out so far, because this is coming to the whole country. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. the younger generations to stop going out in public places to bars and restaurants and spreading asymptomatic virus onto countertops and knobs and grocery stores and grocery carts. Well, then when does it come from uh, change from asking people to stay home to telling them they have to stay home? Remember, this is all changing so fast. When this happened in Italy, what, a full week ago that they uh, were giving people tickets on the streets and stuff like that? We thought, wow, that's amazing. Right. That Could that ever happen in America? Then before you know it, 7 million people in the Bay Area of California are being told to stay home. And nobody's quite sure how it works. And so let's talk to John Wolfolk of the San Jose Mercury News about day one of shelter in place in the greater Bay Area of California. John, how are you, sir? Uh, doing fine. Excellent. So uh, I've heard that the implementation was uneven and a little uh, confusing. What have you observed? Well, that's exactly right. Uh, we, we saw a lot of uh, businesses uh, continue to operate, and a lot of people out and about yesterday that uh, uh, probably should not have been. Um, and uh, by the end of the day, we, we saw some uh, some uh, city and county uh, officials cracking down on that, uh, but uh, uh, all kinds of places. A knickknack store in uh, Los Gatos that sells uh, 
you know, uh, non-essentials. Uh, the guy said he was open, and then after every uh, knickknack uh, is a non-essential. Are, are you saying <laughs> snow globes are non-essential, John? I'm not, I'm not beating on the store. I just hate knickknacks. Um, <laughs> right. uh, but but when you said crack down, what does crack down mean? Did they go just? Did they try to convince them that for the health of the community they should shut down, or there were tickets or fines or what? Well, uh, when our reporter asked the fellow who was running that place uh, why he was open, and uh, he said he was told he could be open, and then he closed by uh, 1 o'clock. Um, there, was, there was, of course, a Tesla, which, you, you know, uh, run by Elon Musk, uh, and uh, he uh, was uh, operating uh, the, the Fremont uh, factory uh, in the morning, and uh, uh, that made the rounds in the news, and then by the afternoon, uh, county officials were telling them to shut the, the assembly line down. Huh. So well, I'm still, not, I'm, I'm still not grasping, though. Is this just a strong suggestion? The knick-knack guy, if he had said, no, I'm going to stay open, would they have uh, nailed the door shut and given him a ticket, or what would have happened? Well, uh, they have the authority to do that. It's not, uh, it's not a felony. It's a misdemeanor to disobey a, an order of a health officer, but it is criminally enforceable. So they do have that power. Now, we talked to police, and uh, they acknowledge that because of the way the orders are written with all these uh, necessary exemptions for the necessities of life, going out to buy your groceries or taking someone to the doctor visit or something like that, uh, and products that people need to work at home or, or for public safety and stuff, it, it, it would be very difficult for a police officer to go out and, and know on the spot that this is a clear violation in many cases. And the San Jose police chief, for instance, told us, hey, nobody's going to go to jail for this. I understand. Uh, uh, nobody's going to go to jail for this. Okay. Okay. Oakland and San Francisco cannabis stores closed, and then San Francisco reversed course late in the day and declared pot essential. Really? That's interesting. And that happened in San Jose as well. Ah. Uh, San Jose was actually open all day, and we asked, uh, we, we had complaints from employees there. They thought, this is ridiculous. We know, everybody knows that this is not mostly medicinal. Most of these people right. are just getting high. So how about liquor stores? Uh, are they open or not? Uh, well, it depends. If you, Because as a former uh, drinker, if you're going to call pot essential, I'm calling booze essential. Exactly. That was what I well, drank. If you sell like uh, muffins uh, and you also have some Jack uh, Jack Daniels there, then I think uh, you might have a case to stay open. So as long as you have a, a jar full of Slim Jims, you can stay open. Uh, John yeah. Wolfolk of the San Jose Mercury News is on the line talking about the rather uneven implementation of the shelter-in-place order. Tell us about the Secrets Adult Superstore, John. <laughs> Well, that was interesting. So obviously, you know, uh, a shutdown order is economically devastating to every business that is not considered uh, essential. And uh, we we visited one in the East Bay where uh, uh, they they clearly were open and the, the lady uh, behind the counter uh, did not want to uh, give her name or talk too much about it. But uh, about her work know, there it, at the porn store. Right, but, uh, you know, they, they were flouting the order, as was, uh, and this is an interesting one because it invokes uh, constitutional rights. Uh, there's a gun store in, uh, in San Jose that was doing brisk business yesterday. Oh, yeah. and the mayor actually yeah. went and said he was going to call the police chief mm, and send boy. him on over That there. is a tough one because I know people are buying bullets and guns like crazy because people are getting mm-hmm. nutty out there, and it, well, that's a tough one. Right. It's not a tough one for me. you got to let them stay open, but... Uh, 
Yeah, interesting. Uh, John Wolfolk of the San Jose Mercury News on the line. So people in the area know, but we're on all over the country, and the San Francisco Bay Area has legendary traffic, some of the worst traffic in America in the entire world. What was traffic like yesterday? It disappeared. Okay. So there it, is... It was just gone. Would you say there is widespread compliance with the uh, the order? Well, a lot of businesses uh, before these orders went into effect, a lot of businesses had already told employees uh, to work from home. Most of the tech companies. Now, obviously, if you're a construction worker, if you're a nurse, you can't do that. Um, but uh, with all the technology companies, there's a huge amount of uh uh, workers in Silicon Valley who had the ability to work from home. But at uh, least yesterday, I'd have had no traffic as I went to get my knickknack, my pot, and my vibrator. Right, right, indeed. <laughs> it's a great country. John Wolfolk of the San Jose Mercury News. John, I'm afraid we're up against a hard break, but we appreciate the time very much. Well done. Let's talk again. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Uh, that gun one's an interesting question. It brings uh, me to a story of uh, something I ran into yesterday. But, wow, well, okay, that's that's one area of the country that's done the you got to stay home routine, and people apparently stayed home. To a large extent, yeah. yeah. Unless you want to get high and look at knickknacks all day. I'll leave the porn God, out of it for God, I now. hate knickknacks. Who's going to a porn store? I Have just, they not heard of the Internet? My loathing of knickknacks goes deep. Do you have any pornographic knickknacks? <laughs> Would you like to buy one? Somebody requested this actually yesterday on my Twitter, and it's a good song to start with. It's by Stevie Wonder. It's called Love's in Need. So that's John Legend doing a little uh, web concert for uh, just taking suggestions and stuff like that. And apparently that's become a thing with some of your big musicians. Garth Brooks did one. Chris Martin, a Coldplay. Great idea. We're all stuck at home. Who wants to hear one of my songs? Evening, friend. What an interesting idea. Is your friendly announcer. If I could sing like that, I would never talk normally. <laughs> is it half hour before bed and I got a cocktail in my hand? Otherwise, this is a little downbeat for me. Eh, um, um, Maybe I got my sweetheart next to me. Yeah, they were mostly in the evening. It's, oh, an, yeah. it's, an interesting uh, idea. it's an interesting idea, though. And we were watching last night on the couch some of uh, Jimmy Fallon's... The Tonight Show's not on, but he did a full-on monologue in his kitchen with just his wife. Uh, as the camera person and audience, and oh. it, was, it was it was it was entertaining. That would kill me, man. My wife is a tough laugh. <laughs> I mean, really, really tough, like humiliating. Amazon is hiring like crazy. Good. If you haven't heard that, if you're looking for a gig, um, they among a, a couple other places are hiring. Uh, the uh, Census Bureau is still hiring people like crazy. That sounds like the most awful job ever. Of course, it's a government You're not job. Helping. So. You're not helping. Well, you know, a job's They're a job. They're paying big money, too. I mean, in terms of, like, temp hourly wage work, Amazon, I think, is starting people at 17 bucks an hour. Hey, if you need a job, a job's a job. I understand. Right, right. Name your job. I've done a worse job than what you're naming right now. Mm. Trust, trust me. 
be very hard to beat me in terms of doing jobs most people don't want to do. Oh, I got a good one, but I think it's too nasty. But um, uh, <laughs> I don't particularly want to go around doing the census. Um, which goods are selling the fastest? This is one of the reasons that Amazon is uh, hiring is that people are going to online. And part of it is convenience and not leaving your house. Part of it is you can't buy it anywhere else. I was at the pharmacy yesterday to get medicine for my son and uh, and uh, just noticing the shelves bare in a lot of different aisles mm. for various things. The most bought products counting up. Multipurpose cleaners, sales are up 148%. Thermometers, 172%. Wow. Bath and shower wipes. Fresh meat alternatives. What's a fresh meat alternative? It's old meat. Skanky meat. <laughs> no, they, uh... Gray... Green around the edges. Mate. I've got an alternative to your fresh hamburger. Mike, look at this. My guess would be those, like the Impossible Burgers and the your veggie burgers. Yeah, fresh meat alternative sales are up two hundred six percent. Rubbing alcohol, oat milk. All right, oat milk. You can't milk an oat. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's like almond milk, whatever that is. Is that the squeezins from John Oats? No, <laughs> surely not. Oh, um, oh my! Nobody needed that aerosol disinfectants. That'd be your like your Lysol and stuff like that. Sure. It's up three hundred eighty-five percent. Yeah, and they've got number one here: hand sanitizer. I don't know why toilet paper isn't on the list. It must have been excluded for some reason because everybody knows that's the thing. That's it doesn't sold make out any of sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. It's sold out all over the dang place. So I was at the uh, I was in the little mall area on uh, the edge of town that I'm closest to and. Went into three different places for a variety of reasons. First, I went into the sporting goods store, Big Five Sporting Goods, and it was completely empty. There was a guy um, waiting at the cash register and a security guard. And I got up to the the, the guy at the cash register. I was buying a, a bunch of socks is what I needed. Mm, um, for these troubled times. For these- <laughs> Uh, but I said, has it been this empty all day long? He said, no, no, we've been slammed all day, actually, people buying bullets. I said, I didn't even know you sold bullets here, but you're selling lots of bullets. He said, yeah, we can't keep them in stock. So, mm. so that's pretty interesting, people wow. preparing for the zombie apocalypse. And for the first time in my entire life, I understand why people are buying guns and bullets. This is the first time I've ever thought it makes sense. Seeing the way people are reacting about toilet paper and, and, and stuff like that is so irrational that if it goes much further, I want to be able... I definitely am glad that I've got a gun and ammunition. Because who knows how people are going to react. A crowd crazed with fear is a terrifying thing. Ask anybody who's ever been stomped to death at Mecca, which happens once every other year or so. And I says to the guy, I says, now this is particular to where I live thing, but it w- I was shocked by it because I haven't bought bullets in years. Um, I said, maybe I should buy some bullets. And he said, well, you, have a, you, have a, you need a driver's license and a birth certificate. I said my birth certificate. Yeah. I need my birth certificate to buy bullets? Welcome to Cal Unicornia. He said, yeah. I said, you've got to be kidding. To buy bullets, I need my birth certificate. And he said, yeah. And I said, it's a constitutional right, you realize. I said, I realize you didn't make this rule. but yeah, yeah. He said, trust me, I know. He said, blah, blah, blah. And he this went is on a Gavin Newsom and his cronies. They decided they crazy. can't limit guns because of the Second Amendment, so they've managed, at least temporarily, to crack down insanely on buying ammunition. And as all gun laws, the bad people will get them no matter what. Law-abiding citizens who are thinking, we're in a national crisis unlike anything that's happened in my life. I would like to be able to protect myself. It's a constitutional right, and you've laid down a whole bunch of uh, ways to make it difficult for me. Mm -hmm. That's just 
freaking amazing. And only law-abiding citizens will abide by the law. It's kind of in the wording there. Then I went next door to the uh, the pet store. Is it a Petco or PetSmart? One of those. I went next door to the pet store because we needed crickets for our gecko. Uh, he's out of crickets during these difficult times. Live crickets. And uh, it was normal business in there. I would say it was normal to busier than normal in mm-hmm. there at yeah. the pet store. And that's people... I think people are stocking up. Yeah, people stocking up for the pet just like they are their human beings. The grocery store I didn't go into, but it was jam-packed full of people. Parking lot was packed like it was Thanksgiving morning. And then I went into the um, uh, pharmacy, and I I suppose you've noticed with your friends and everything else, you you have friends, you have acquaintances, you have family members who are reacting. There's no reaction during this. It's like nothing has changed all the way to... You know the other extreme, right? And I was walking through the uh, the pharmacy, and and most people were completely normal, but some people in the aisle they would back up against the aisle like, as I walked by. Oh my gosh! Because I got maybe closer than five feet to them, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Just like in a panic. Wow. That that's interesting. I walked by all those people. Nobody did anything. You're throwing yourself up against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. Yeah, I'd human, say. Human nature is interesting. Yeah. Well, in case you're just tuning in, the implementation of the shelter-in-place uh, orders. Uh, where they have come down, particularly the Bay Area of California, has been extremely uneven, and uh, everybody's trying to figure out what's essential and what's not. Um, you're getting a lot of compliance. I mean, the traffic has evaporated. On the other hand, you have pot dispensaries staying open, knickknack stores, etc. Yeah, we we just got this text. I fully understand what's going on here with the whole flattening the curve, trying to keep the spreading down. I fully understand what's happening, mm-hmm. and the uh, and the. Um, uh, the duty we have to each other to try to slow this down. But we just got text here, and I agree with them. So I'm, I could get a ticket or something for opening my knickknack store or whatever. You let people break into cars all day long. Nothing. People can poop on the streets. Nothing. That's they right. can fornicate outside my store, sleep in front of my door so that no customers will come in. Nothing. Use hard drugs openly. But if sure. I open, you're going to shut me down. Now, I get the reason and the bus spreading and all that. No, I think that's I a beautifully under- made point. I can understand why that's pretty galling. Well, and, and listen, you've asked the question many times through the years. Will this ever turn around these insane policies, decriminalizing crime, putting up with bums and junkies, ruining towns? And I always have the same answer. It will probably keep going in the same direction until there's a war or some sort of cataclysm, some sort of giant crisis that returns people to reality. And some of these dreamy notions that academics and your far-left progressives have about if we just, you know, make it as easy as possible to be a drug addict and a bum, then people turn their lives around. I mean, it's insane. Anybody who has any life experience knows it's insane. But this could be a moment where we realize some of that stupidity is, wait a minute, stupidity, and end it. That's a great point. If you give a street defecator a ticket, he's just going to use it as tissue. They, they, they don't have a checking Which, account. To that, was, that, was, yeah. that was a very earthy point, positive, Which Sean. actually might be good during this times of uh, being short of toilet paper. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a crime to run my business, but not a crime to ruin it yeah. or break into it. Um, uh, we got this text, uh, we get this sort of thing. But but again, now you angry, dumb people will say, therefore, I should keep my business open and we should ignore all of this stuff. No, 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 no. The, the, that's the other, the, the other half of it needs to change. The lawlessness needs to change. Uh, Joe needs to do the show himself. Maybe it's time for a new show. Jack ruins every interview. What are you offering? We get this text (laughs) regularly. I assume this is the head of a major broadcast uh, company. These are the people that do not Finally, like... Finally, my ship has come in. 
Um, <laughs> USA Today can't going, get on it because you know there's not enough room to socially uh, separate or whatever that term is. USA. Isolate. So there's a rescue pallet package that's going to be around a trillion dollars. The government's rolling out. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the stuff that's going to be stuffed into a trillion dollar package? Oh my God, the that, the waste will be astounding that you'll never hear of yeah. because. to somebody's friend in some county in Nebraska, and nobody will ever hear about. Right. And it was, you know, ends up going to his Ford dealership or whatever it is. There'll be so much stuff jammed into there Mm -hmm. when they're doing stuff in a hurry like this, and it's under the blanket of helping through the crisis. Oh, it it might be. It's quite possible this is going to be the all-time screwing of the taxpayer uh graft and just just a goodie bag with a trillion dollars being yeah spent. to a large extent and governments all over the earth are doing it i've been reading about you know germany's announcement and japan's and the rest of it. sure it's not an argument against the the the, the overall thing of stimulating the economy and all the hospitals that's why they get but everybody's gonna feel like oh man surely i can jam in a couple of things for a couple of my contributors mm. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be just rampant. Jack, the Wuhan virus is devastating Seattle sex workers. They won't show you their Wuhan. All right. There's more to that, but I mostly just wanted to say that. I understand. Uh, USA Today with a thank you to Tom Hanks. He shared his illness with us. Now we share his 10 essential feel-good films. (laughs) (laughs) That's not parody. That's actually on the front page. Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) That is beautiful. Oh, God. He shared his illness with us. Oh, please, you've got to be kidding me. You know, Jack, who ruins every interview, is bringing you reasons to chuckle. I, Joe, would like to point out what's going on in Italy right now. Okay. And if you're not taking this as seriously, you probably will after you hear it. Okay. Yeah, not good. That's next. Armstrong and Getty. Strong and Getty Show. We watched Frozen 2 more times than the animators who drew it have watched Frozen 2. <laughs> I'm actually hiding in my office right now from my children. We've run out of snacks. We've run out of crafts to do. We made macaroni necklaces yesterday. Today I ate them for lunch. That's how bad it's getting. Jimmy Kimmel alone with his home, uh, home alone with his kids, like a lot of people are all across the country. <laughs> I've seen Frozen two more than the animators who drew it. <laughs> That's funny. Too much singing in Frozen two. Just saw it last week. Mm. They realized they that that was a big thing. They had that "Let It Go" song, so they thought, <sighs> "Let's just have a song every two minutes in this new one." Oh boy, oh, killed me. Not good. Um, uh, this before you get to that because I think it will lead in perfectly. I'd prefer that before this, but go on. I'm looking at this headline here, uh, Hospitals Brace for Patient Wave. I'm hoping we're not a doom and gloom show. We definitely do not like try to get our ratings based on making things sound worse than they are. Nope. But, man, there's a decent chance the next week or two are just going to be crazy brutal and scary. Yeah, there are already signs of it. And if you ask doctors why they're concerned, virtually all of them will say Italy particularly the northern part of Italy, which is the prosperous, super modern, you know, up-to-date part of Italy. 
um, but it's a little more populous, too. But the the hospitals there, and they cite a particular one in the Wall Street Journal just to nail it down to particulars, but um, in a lot of northern European hospitals, or northern Italian hospitals right now, there aren't enough ventilators to intubate all the patients with COVID-19, COVID-19 who have severe breathing troubles. The intensive care unit is taking virtually no patients older than 70. If you're over 70, you've had your time. Good luck not dying. We can't help you. That's a heck of a thing. You didn't expect that to happen in a uh, a first world country in the year 2020. A normally disused section of the hospital filled with critically ill patients hit the hissing sound of oxygen. Patients are lying quietly with worried or exhausted faces visible to others in the series of half open rooms, storage rooms, etc. Each struggling to breathe with various apparatus. Um, some of them would have needed intubation and intensive care, says one doctor. Um, the rest ought to be isolated, but we just can't anymore. There's nowhere to put them. Right. The number of ill has outstripped the hospital's capacity to provide the best care for all. Uh, they mentioned they're they're doing all sorts of... We're learning a lot from what they're doing and figuring out what works. Having special hospitals to triage people, have special ambulances for COVID-19 people. They're figuring out that healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, techs are getting infected at horrific rates and are sure. having to stay home. Sure. And then you're doomed. Then right. you're doomed. If your local area, you got, you know, a quarter of your hospital people can't go, you're doomed. Right. Uh, a, an intensive care doctor and anesthesiologist in Philadelphia who's of Italian descent and knows a lot of folks over there is circulating a list of lessons from Italy to colleagues. Um, many of the lessons relate to public health to avoid overwhelming hospitals. Mild to moderate cases should be managed at home, not in the right. hospital. I and, think I think that's why my son, who's sick, we, there was no talk of him coming into the doctor's office yesterday and all that sort of stuff. Right. If, if I if I took him in, so like if my wife and I took him in, and then we got to take his brother, you know, so four of us are there or three of us are there, and then there's somebody else that's there, then you're all exposed. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously the way. The, the mathematics of it are just crazy. Well, mild to moderate cases, if you're a kid, by definition, you're going to have a mild to moderate sure. case. So, yes, yeah, stay home. Massive deployment of outreach services and telemedicine. Some therapies be delivered at home. Um, mobile clinics, another lesson. Italian emergency medical technicians have experienced a high rate of infection. Um, he also warned that smaller hospitals are unprepared to face the inflow of patients and are likely to collapse. He suggests admitting the sickest patients to bigger facilities and using dedicated ambulances um, to avoid infecting the entire fleet. God, I don't know if I'd want to go. Uh, death toll, by the way, is is rising by hundreds per day. So it really, it sure sounds like you really want to try to stay away from a hospital if you can or a doctor's office. Yes, if at all you can, hundred yeah. percent. Don't go in. And if you have, unless you have an, a, 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 a trouble breathing and a high fever. Call them, reach out to your doctor, knock them out an email or whatever, but don't go in. Oh, yeah, we messaged. We didn't go in or do urgent care like we might have done in a normal situation. Um, I only know one person, and well, it's a friend of a friend. I don't know anybody personally that's tested positive for it, mm-hmm. but a friend of mine uh, f- uh, emailed a whole bunch of people yesterday that he knows somebody that tested positive and was in a business meeting with in a small room for an entire day last week. Mm-hmm. 
But so then the, the tentacles of that and the math on that. So he mailed every, I haven't been in contact with him at all, but he mailed, emailed all these people he has been in contact with. And then his wife, of course, is emailing everybody she's been in contact with. And it, and then so all those people are going to email, but you know, it just right, the right. way it's, it's just, it's out of control. Yeah. One more lesson that they're realizing, and those of you who think that we're overreacting, or in, uh, as I like to call it, overpreacting, is one of the most important lessons the hospitals have learned is to build up way, way more capacity than you dream you would need, because you're going to need it. Which is why they're talking about the military getting involved and whipping up some uh, temporary hospitals using MASH hospitals, the rest of it. Um, it's really, it's quite astounding. Um, people are waiting an hour on the phone to report heart attacks because Whoa. all the lines are busy. Oh. That's the other thing. You know, it's incredibly obvious, but it bears repeating. The rest of humanity's health problems aren't taking a break, going out back for a smoke while we deal with the COVID-19. You still can fall off your bike and break your arm. You can right. still have a heart attack. Right. You can still get cancer. A sudden uh, rampant infection of a different kind, yeah. I don't remember so. where I was. One of your major newspapers was talking about the hospital where they're putting off cancer surgery. Um, it's probably not going to make any difference if we operate on this tumor two weeks from now. From now, probably not. So yeah. we're putting it off because we have to. Wow. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that's what's happening. And uh, Italy, particularly that part of Italy, has uh, the modern conveniences. It's up to date. I don't know if you've been to Italy. It is not the the 8th century there. It's not like Pakistan where they're bracing for a humanitarian disaster of incomprehensible proportions because they are living in, you know, if not the Middle Ages, close. What's the reality where you are? Text line 415-295-KFTC.